Welcome back to the Leading Yourself podcast. We are starting a series of personal productivity and time management. This is a topic that I get a lot of questions all the time. So I thought we will break it down in a few episodes and go into more details of how to maximize our productivity and improve our time management. Last week, we talked about how to sprinkle in our lives, and I think that creates a blank canvas for us now to work and go deeper into productivity and time management. This series is going to be divided in different topics, and today's topic is how to maximize your effectiveness. Don't miss it. Let's dig in into today's episode. Welcome to the Leading Yourself podcast. This is your host, Carolina de Arriba. I'm an HR professional, health and fitness coach, wife, mom, and above all things, a goal getter. In this podcast, we're going to be digging into all things leadership, professional and career development, habits, and relationships. This is a podcast for those who want to become the best version of themselves, those who have big dreams and are willing to embrace the journey and put in the work to achieve them. My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Many people will agree with me that the core of time management can be broken maybe in two parts, effectiveness and efficiency. I would say there is a third component in this party, and that is energy. Effectiveness means doing the important. It means to prioritize, to focus what is needed to deliver the results and to say no to things that are not in line with your bigger life goals. Efficiency, on the other hand, means to produce maximum output with minimum wasted input. This means the ability to do things quickly and accurately to get a higher output using the same or a smaller investment of time and resources. And finally, I believe that managing your energy is a key strategy for boosting your productivity and overall happiness. In addition, if you don't take the time to take care of your own needs and to fuel the things that make you passionate, it can significantly impact, negatively impact, your habits and your success. So the essence of time management is to first work on your task in order of importance, and second, to maximize your output for those tasks. And I would add to this even a third thing, which is maximize your ROE. What is ROE, Carolina? ROE stands for return on energy, or in other words, the energy that you gain after completing a specific task. Because at the end of the day, not only you want to be effective and efficient, but you want to live a happy and fulfilling life. You know, many people attribute their time management failures to being inefficient when the real opportunity lies in being more effective. Effectiveness can be applied into steps. If I simplify effectiveness, I would say it's broken down into steps. First 
is doing the important task over the less important task. And secondly, focusing on the important aspects of the important task. The essence of effectiveness is prioritization. It boils down to that. You know, I said that on today's podcast, I wanted to focus on this first component of effectiveness. And when I think about effectiveness, my mind automatically goes to the seven habits of highly effective people. Have you ever read this book? I know that I mentioned this several times on this podcast, but this is the book with capital letters, the book that has most impacted my life. If you haven't read this book, don't worry, I have your back. Go to the notes of the description of this podcast and you will find a link, two links. One, to get a free audible copy of The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. If you don't want to read the whole book, I'm going to include a second link so you can get a trial on Get Abstract. Get Abstract, I love my membership on Get Abstracts, is basically a library with thousands of books that have been summarized. So you can read like a five-minute summary of any book that you can think of. You can try it for free. And if you use the link on the notes of this podcast, after your trial, you can get a 20% off. So, okay, back to the seven habits of highly effective people. In this book, Dr. Kobe, on habit number three, first things first, he explains how to achieve effectiveness when it comes to time management. I remember I read this book and I took the training and I got certified as a facilitator for the seven habits back in 2004. And at that time, I watched a video. If you've ever taken any of the Franklin Covey trainings, they are known because of this amazing videos that they produce. And it's crazy, but it was back in 2004, and I can vividly remember these videos like if I had watched them yesterday. And this particular video, you know, if you ever watch it, it takes you back in time to, I would say, the 70s or the 80s, just based on how people look in the video. But it's a really interesting video, and it's a video that created an aha moment for me when it comes to this topic of effectiveness as it relates to time management. And in this video, Dr. Covey was in a big audience and he asked for a volunteer. And this lady comes up and she's working for a firm. She's successful in her career, but she's really busy. And she doesn't seem to have the time to do things like enjoy vacation or even have kids. Anyways, in this video, Dr. Covey gives this lady a bucket filled with little pebbles. Um, and then he gives her another bucket with this big rocks. Big is relative. I mean, they're big compared to the little pebbles. But this rocks, the size of a hand, and each rock is labeled with things like a customer call, an important project, vacation, church, community, kids, um, all things 
you know, work-related, family-related, relationship-related, community-related, from all aspects of your life, right? And they're different size, but they're all big rocks compared to the little pebbles. And he gives this lady the task to fit all these big rocks into the bucket that is already filled with these little pebbles. And she tries different ways. She tries different order in which to put the rocks into the bucket. She starts moving things around. Like if by moving things around, she's going to make more room for these rocks to fit. And after several minutes, she just can't fit these rocks into this bucket. And then Dr. Covey gives her an empty bucket and he tells her to look at the situation from a completely different perspective. And we've talked about perspective before, but perspective is key. It's the way we see things, right? And he's asking her to look at this whole thing from a totally different perspective, from a totally different angle. And after a few seconds of thinking, she's like, oh, I got this. So she puts the big rocks on in the empty bucket and they all fit in there. And then she takes the bucket that is filled with the pebbles and she starts to like empty the pebbles on top of the big rocks and the pebbles make their way through the cracks in between the big rocks and everything fits into that new bucket. So this taught me a big lesson in terms of my perspective on time management. You know, on the seven habits of highly effective people, Dr. Covey uses the analogy of the clock and the compass. When we talk about time management, the first thing, the first image that we have in our minds is a clock. Okay, maybe your calendar, but when we talk about time, the first thing that we think is a watch, a clock. We associate time with the watch. And how many times have you told yourself, only if I had a couple more hours, I wish the day had 36 hours, or there's not enough time to do all the things that I need to do. I've been there because we look at time as a limited resource, and it is a limited resource, but here's the thing. We all have the same 24 hours, yet there is people that can achieve much more in those same 24 hours than you can, that I can. Why is that? And that boils down to time management and these three components of effectiveness, efficiency, and energy. And when it comes to effectiveness, we need to look at time from a different perspective. And in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Dr. Covey says, forget about the clock. Use the compass as the instrument to measure time, to manage your time. And what he means is the compass is always pointing north. And in this case, you need to develop a time management system that is going to always point north, your true north. You know, the habit right before putting first things first is habit two, start with the start in mind, with the end in mind, sorry. 
And in this habit, basically, is the habit where you create your personal vision and mission statement. We talked about goal setting and vision statement in previous podcast episodes. If you want to be effective in time management, you need to have clear what your vision is and what your priorities are. And that should be your starting point. Define what is your true north and then create a time management system that is going to direct you and point you always to that true north. Because when you use the compass to make decisions as to how you use your time, that will help you identify what things you should say yes to and what things you should be saying no to. Because they're not aligned with those life goals of yours, with your personal vision. So, Also, in the seven habits of highly effective people, I learned for the first time this concept of the time matrix. And I want to talk to you a little bit about this time matrix because it's a great tool to prioritize using a compass. It's a great tool to identify where we should be spending most of our time. So let me dig into this concept of the time matrix. This time matrix has two components, importance and urgency. And when you connect these two, it creates a matrix with four quadrants. Quadrant one are things that are both important and urgent. Quadrant two are the things that are important but are not urgent. Quadrant three are things that are not important but urgent, and quadrant four are things that are neither important or urgent. So let's go a little bit deeper into each of the quadrants. Quadrant one, things that are both important and urgent, is the quadrant where you find crises and emergencies, Um, is the quadrant of last-minute deadlines and pressing problems and unforeseen events, that last-minute request from the customer. Quadrant one screams for your attention because it's urgent and consequential in nature. However, many people fall into the trap of getting caught up in this quadrant. By spending all your time working on things that are important and urgent, you are going to become consumed in firefighting mode, tackling crisis versus trying to prevent problems from happening. Side effects of staying too long in this quadrant include stress and burnout and constant firefighting and Um, always focus on resolving problems instead of preventing the problems in the first place. So this is a quadrant where a lot of people spend a lot of time because it's calling for your attention, but it's one that we need to try to reduce the amount of time that we spend at. Quadrant number three is a quadrant of things that are not important, but they're urgent. We call this the quadrant of deception. Some people spend a lot of time dealing with 
task in this quadrant because they're confusing them with quadrant one type of activities. Quadrant three, as I said, is the quadrant of deception or distraction. Things that we find in this quadrant are needless interruptions, unnecessary reports, irrelevant meetings, other people's minor issues, unimportant email tasks, phone calls, social media, all these things. The, the thing with this quadrant is that people believe that the task are important when they're not. So they tend, as I said, to confuse them with quadrant one. For example, you might be spending a lot of time doing a report that you believe is important, but the thing is that no one is doing anything with that report. How many times have you missed a deadline on a report and you're nervous because you met the deadline, but a week goes by, two weeks goes by, and no one asks for that report, right? A lot of times we believe that things are more important than we think they are just because they have a deadline, but no one has questioned that deadline. And then we confuse them with quadrant one type of activities. A good way to differentiate this quadrant from quadrant one is to ask yourself, is this task related to my goals? Does doing this make any difference to me or my company or my business? Focusing on activities in this quadrant results in short-term focus and many times being and feeling out of control of your life and not being able to stick to your goals and your plans because you're constantly distracted. Quadrant four is the quadrant of things that are neither important or urgent. This is the quadrant of waste. We find things like trivial work, avoidance activities, excessive relaxation, tele TV, gaming, internet, time wasters, gossips, all these things fall in quadrant four. You know, a lot of times people leave unconsciously having a tendency to hover around quadrant three and four. They're resolving quadrant three tasks and then they enter this autopilot mode and spend all their time in quadrant four. Quadrant four is a quadrant that we tend to go when we are experiencing burnout because we're looking for a way to recharge our energy. And we think that things like excessive television or gaming or things like that is going to provide us the relaxation and the recharging that we're looking for. But the truth is that Quadrant four is not adding any value to our lives. That's why we call it the quadrant of waste. Finally, we have quadrant two. Quadrant two is the quadrant of effectiveness. Here is where we find things like proactive work, important goals, um, creative thinking, planning, prevention, relationship building, learning and renewal, personal growth, recreation. And you might say, oh, wasn't recreation quadrant four? No, it's not because 
remember, I use the adjective excessive relaxation on quadrant four. We all need to relax. We all need recreation to recharge. The problem is when we do it excessively or mindlessly is when it falls into quadrant four. But if we are mindful and intentional about recreation and relaxation, those are part of quadrant four. That is important, but not urgent. Quadrant two is about having personal leadership and focusing on the important tasks that matter. This quadrant, the task in this quadrant, reflect your life goals and desires, which are linked to your life purpose. To correctly define them, you need to be clear on what your life goals are first. What is your mission? What is your personal vision? Where do you see yourself? Who do you want to become? What do you want to achieve? There are two reasons why tasks in this quadrant are neglected. The first one is because this task never become urgent and there is too late. So for example, taking care of your health is a typical quadrant two activity. You know, taking care of your nutrition, exercising regularly, hydrating yourself, all these things are quadrant two activities because they're important, but they're not urgent. The thing is that when we start to, we start to neglect them because there is no sense of urgency. And after neglecting them for a while, then all of a sudden they become urgent, meaning they move from quadrant two to quadrant one. When you receive that doctor's note that say, hey, you really need to lose weight or you have diabetes or you have whatever, and now there's a wake-up call for you to take care of your health. That now activity that was quadrant two has become quadrant one. And what we need to do is quite the opposite. We need to try to move more out of quadrant one into quadrant two versus moving from quadrant two to quadrant one. So the reason why we neglect quadrant two activities is because they're not urgent and they don't become urgent until it's too late. Secondly, the second reason why we neglect this task is because compared to other quadrants, this task require more investment of your energy and your time in order to see results. Probably you're going to have to spend more time in order to see results. These are not things that happen overnight, but are things that probably are going to require you to develop consistency over time to see the results. Um, however, quadrant two tasks reap the most rewards on the long term. You might not see short-term benefits of a lot of the things that you do in quadrant two, but these are the tasks that are going to give you the most value on the long term. So this concept of the time matrix is, it was also an aha moment for me when I learned about this matrix. And now in my mind, I can very easily, when a task come my way, kind of categorize them in what quadrant 
they fall. And then I can make decisions as to where do I invest my time. So on the seven habits of highly effective people, on this habit of putting first things first, the key is to, first of all, identify what are your big rocks. Those are going to be, first of all, your quadrant two activities and some of your quadrant one activities. And then the key is, to be able to schedule those things first, to do those things first. Remember I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast when I was talking about what is the secret for effectiveness? And I said there's two things that drive effectiveness. The first one is to do the most important task over the less important task. And that is exactly what you learn in this third habit of putting first things first, meaning do first the most important things, which are the big rocks, based to that analogy on that video that I share with you. So on the seven habits of highly effective people, what Dr. Covey teaches us is that you need to create a time management system that puts first things first. And how does that look in real life? Let me share with you how it looks for me. So I do an annual planning, a quarterly planning, a monthly planning, a weekly planning, and a daily planning. I know it sounds like a lot, but really, I only spend five minutes a day doing this. It's really easy. And that investment, those five minutes that I invest first thing in the morning every day, creates such big impact in me being the most effective that I can be during my day. So every year I share with you what is my goal setting process on previous podcast episodes, but I basically reconnect with my vision and I develop my personal vision for that year. Basically, what it is, is if I was sitting on December 31st of 2021 and looking backwards into the year, I try to imagine what would I like to accomplish? What do I want to accomplish by the end of the year? And I also have a long-term vision that obviously is guiding that short-term vision for the year. And then based on that, I set goals. And I break those on quarters. And I use this 90-day planning tool um, where basically I break down my big goals for the year into quarters. And then for every quarter, I make a 90-day plan. Basically, what are the things that I need to accomplish in the next 30, 60, and 90 days in order to hit that target? that is gonna help me achieve my annual goal. And then every month I set priorities for the month. And basically the key question that I ask myself in every stage of this planning is, what can I do in the next time block, whether it's the next quarter, the next month, the next week, or the next 24 hours that is gonna put me a step closer to that goal that I'm trying to achieve? See what I'm doing right here? I'm constantly using that compass, which is my annual goals and my annual vision as my true north. 
And my system, my time management system acts as a compass because it's always pointing me to my true north and it's serving as that filter to tell me what should I be focusing on next that will take me north. And then I do the same thing every month and every week I reconnect with my vision, I reconnect with my goals, and then I schedule my big rock. So I look every Sunday or every Monday, first thing in the morning, I look at my entire week ahead and I identify what are my big rocks for the week and I put those on my calendar. So similar to that bucket exercise, you need to put your big rocks first before you dump all that gravel into your calendar. And that gravel are all those things that are not important, those trivial things, those interruptions, those quadrant three activities for the most part. So I put my big rocks in my calendar and then any space that is left in my calendar then can be filled by other type of activities. Now, I always, always block time to work on my key projects, even though those projects might not be due, but until a month or two or three months ahead, I know because I plan backwards from where I want to be backwards that I need to schedule and block time in my calendar every week to work on those important things. That way, my calendar is not going to feel by, by meetings that are not adding value or that I'm not adding value to that meeting. Because, okay, let's talk for a minute about meetings. We live in a meeting culture. I don't know about you, but I could be in meetings from the time I wake up to the time I go to bed. And a lot of times, or how many times, let me ask you this, have you gone to a meeting and halfway through a meeting, you're sitting there thinking, what am I doing here? This meeting is not adding any value to me and I'm not adding any value to this meeting. That is a meeting that you shouldn't be participating at. But what happens? You find that out halfway through the meeting and now you feel bad to step out of the meeting, right? So here's the thing. You need to decide what meetings are part of those big rocks and which are part of the gravel and try to differentiate that before you even join the meeting. And the best way that you can do that is to ask for an agenda in advance. Ask for what is the objective of the meeting. And then ask yourself, am I the right person to add value to this meeting? Or is someone else? And sometimes you can make a bigger impact to the conversation by ensuring that the right people is sitting at that meeting versus you sitting there and left the meeting feeling that it was a waste of your time. So once again, every week I schedule my big rocks and then every day I share this practice with you before, the first thing that I do in the morning is to write down my three priorities of the day. What are the three things that are going to become my non-negotiables? The three things that 
I'm not going to leave the office or move away from my computer now that I'm working from home until I've done them. Three things, just three things, not one, not five, three things. And here's the thing. I do that first thing in the morning before I even check my email. I write them down on a post-it note and I have that post-it note in front of me all day as a reminder of what my priorities of the day are. The other thing that I do is that the first hour of my day, I have my calendar blocked so I can work on those three priorities because there's something about starting your day by crossing off one of your top three priorities that will give you the momentum and the energy to be the most productive during your day. So that's how I implement this habit three of the seven habits of the highly effective people in my life. And this has allowed me to be the most effective that I can be. Now, on the next podcast episode, we're going to dig into the topic of efficiency. And I'm going to be sharing with you very tactical tools and ways that you can be more efficient. But remember, many times we believe we have an efficiency problem, but at the root of that problem, what we really have or where the opportunity lies is in working on our effectiveness. So I hope that today's podcast episode is helpful. I hope that you learned something that you can implement right after listening to this podcast episode that is going to help you feel more in control of your time and more aligned with your priorities. If you like today's podcast episode, I'm going to ask you that you head to Apple Podcasts and leave me a review. While you're there, make sure that you subscribe so you receive notifications of any upcoming podcast episodes. And if you can think of someone that can benefit from today's content, please send them a link to the podcast episode. And with that, I hope that you have an amazing day, a productive week, and I'll see you here again for part two of this personal productivity and time management series here in the Leading Yourself podcast.